It's Davidoff Week on the Cigar Dave Show. We're joined by Klaus Kellner, Senior Brand Ambassador. The Cigar Dave Show is presented by the new Camacho Nicaragua, forged in fire with full frontal flavor. Camacho, live loud, available at DavidoffGeneva.com. By the New World Oscuro from A.J. Fernandez, draped in a bold, dark Nicaraguan wrapper and jam-packed with ultra-flavorful Nicaraguan fillers, the box press New World Oscuro delivers medium to full-bodied elegant taste. AJFCigars.com. And by Gurkha, the world's finest cigars, including the Gurkha Nicaragua series, 100% pure Nicaraguan tobaccos, 100% full-bodied flavor. GurkhaCigars.com. This is the Cigar Dave Podcast with The General. Well, one of the favorite people in the cigar industry that I enjoy so much being around is... Hendrik Kellner, Hanky Kellner, the man behind Tabacos Dominicanos in the Dominican Republic. And another one of my favorite people happens to be his son, who grew up in the cigar industry and around the farms and the cigar factories down in Santiago, República Dominicana. And I am pleased to say hello and welcome to Cigar Day Pod, the Cigar Day Podcast, Klaus Kellner, the Senior Manager of Brand Activations for Davidoff, also known as the Senior Brand Ambassador. Klaus, great to have you on today. Thank you, Dave. It's a pleasure to be on. And I can tell you that you're definitely also one of my favorite people in the industry. So I'm glad to be on the show, too. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, before we get into you, I've always got to talk about your dad because your dad and I go back about 24 years or so. And I remember the very first time that I met your dad, it was actually at Tabacos Dominicanos in his mm -hmm. office. And I'll never forget walking in. He had a giant map of all the different farms and the different flavor levels. And then he had the, Hen the Kellner scale of strength that he had uh, on the wall. And I remember the first time we did an interview together. And uh, let's just say that your dad was not as talkative as he was now when I have him on the show. Uh, he, he wasn't as talkative then as he is now. So it was pretty much yes or no answers. But uh, I, I stopped. I remember we were recording and I stopped and I said, Hanky, you got to give me more than yes or no. So after <laughs> that, it was great. And every time I see him, of course, I ask him one question and a half an hour later, the interview is done because he really uh, he, he goes into the various nuances of cigars and tobacco and really shares his knowledge with all of our cigar connoisseurs. So let's talk about your background. You obviously were born into the cigar industry. Yes, I was. And I can tell you that the passion definitely has trickled down into the next generation. And I can sometimes be as long-winded as my father. So if you see me just carrying the whole conversation after one question, don't be alarmed. Uh, no problem. The more, the better. And I think what people find interesting is there is, you know, when you talk about cigar tobacco, you think, okay, well, it grows in one farm and it's got to be pretty, you know, relatively simple to, to discuss, but there's so many different nuances. The same thing with a blend of a cigar, the wrapper can change the complexion, uh, a strip of Lajero, a half strip can change the entire uh, flavor of the cigar. So there's really so many nuances. So you're born into the cigar industry and talk about your, your just reminisce your first memories of being around the farm and being around uh, the factory. For us, my father has always said that um, we're not a very creative family. Interestingly enough, you know, he says 
I have six kids and we all work in tobacco. Tobacco, tobacco, tobacco. We only know how to do one thing and that is tobacco. And therefore he says we're not very creative. But I think you have to be very creative to be able to create new cigars and new blends and be able to appeal to the different market. But I, along my brothers and my sisters, I definitely grew up in the farm. We are really more farmers than anything else. And then we have evolved into then the cigar world and then also into the sales and marketing. But in origin, we were on my father's side, tobacco farmers. And on my mother's side, we were rice, uh, cattle and coffee. And I grew up in the farm since a very young age. I can tell you I don't have memory without the farm. And every single one of my memories, I can tell you that almost every weekend I was there with my grandfather, uh, horseback riding, swimming in the river, playing hide and seek amongst the crops, which sometimes got us into trouble. But it was just a very nice, uh, you could say, worry-free environment where we could grow around tobacco. Well, it's interesting because I'll never forget uh, on a trip down with uh, the Cullman, Edgar Coleman Jr. of General Cigar. Yeah. It was a three-day trip, and he said, tonight we're going actually to Jopito Kellner's uh, farm, and they've got yes. special entertainment, and they've got uh, we're going to have dinner there. So we're thinking, there was maybe eight of us. We're thinking, okay, we'll have just a little dinner and, you know, have some cigars. And, of course, your dad was there, and I believe Joe Pito's your uncle, correct? Uh, correct. Okay. Yes. So we get there, and there was like eight or nine of us. I mean, I'm telling you, if there were ten, that was a lot. And there must have been about a band of maybe six or eight men. So there was a great – they had entertainment going on. They had a buffet spread out. There must have been about 15 different dishes with a you know an attendant at every dish. I mean, it was like a, it was just over the top. And the hospitality that your uncle and your dad showed us was just absolutely incredible. And every time I visited your dad down at the factory, at the farm, it's the exact same thing. It is just uh, incredible hospitality. And I think that, you know, when people go down to visit, it's family. And you grew up, obviously, in the tobacco industry, in the cigar industry, around family. And I think that spreads to other people who come and visit as well. It's part to do uh, how we were raised. And definitely, I think the Latino Dominican culture has to do with it. We're always very happy to not only receive people at our homes, but also to share with them our culture and let them know what we're all about. Every time somebody comes down and visit. I get so excited because I get I have the opportunity not only to show them what I love, which is tobacco and cigars, but I also get to show them a little bit about the people and the culture, the different touristic, uh, ecological sites to see of the Dominican Republic. It's a very beautiful country. And Absolutely. everybody that goes falls in love with it because it has so much to offer, not only in touristic sites, but also the people are so warm. And I'd like to say that everybody in the cigar industry has a little bit about, of that. Absolutely. What I find amazing is uh, there is several restaurants down in Santiago where all the cigar manufacturers congregate, and uh, it's incredible. I mean, you'd see your dad, Carlito Fuente, you'd see Manuel Casada, you'd see everybody down there. Everybody was under the same roof, uh, smoking cigars and and uh, and socializing, and I, I was just amazed the first time I went down there, geez, 24 years ago. But every time I go back, it really is, it, it's, it's a wonderful place to visit, and you do feel like family. So let's talk about... Plus, you, growing up, you, you were around the, 
the farms, you're around the factory, you then become of age where you say, okay, now it's time for me to decide what I want to do for the rest of my life, or at least for the next five or 10 years. So let's take mm-hmm. us to that. Let's go to that point and how you decided to enter the cigar business. I always knew, you could say. I, it's something I've told in previous interviews, but I think it's, it's quite, it makes it quite clear. You know how in you know, growing up in school, elementary, middle school, they have career day. They ask you to dress up as whatever you want to be in the future. And of course, people show up as baseball players, uh, basketball players. They show up as astronauts, police, firefighters. And I was the guy that would show up or the little kid that would show up with a Panama hat and cigars in his pocket. And I would go to school, which was a very, very Christian school. You could say almost anti-tobacco. And I would walk in with cigars and very proudly say I wanted to be in tobacco and cigars. And everybody would look at me like, who, what is this? And all the teachers would tell me that I would have to put the cigars away. And I just wouldn't. I would firmly stand every year. So you went in, going into school with the cigars, you already had the look, you knew it. So, okay, mm-hmm. so you, you are now ready to enter into the real world, as they say, from the academic world. And your first stop was Davidoff, correct? Yes. You could say that my first official job was in 2014, January 7, 2014. That's when I first started in the factory, Davidoff Tabadon factory. And I started as an intern with a really, really low salary for about a year and a half. My father told me I had to really start from the bottom. I was even mopping the floors, carrying the big bales. You know, I'm, if you know me, I'm not a very heavy, big guy. I'm very skinny, very slim. So just looking, imagine the son of Henke Kellner trying to carry 100-pound bales from right. one side to the side. It was probably a very funny sight to see. But, I mean, I started at around the age of... So 2014, but really before that, I was already working for the company in indirect ways. I would help out with the tours of the factory. I would do tastings. Uh, The first tasting I ever did was I was 17 years old. Uh, So I was already working, and I would say it's the community service without really getting compensated, just just for the cigars. Listen, you never had a problem, Klaus, getting cigars because all you needed to do was go over to one of those rolling tables or into the aging room where thousands and thousands of Davidoffs and Avo cigars were being aged. All you needed to do was just pull one right from the aging room. I could probably count in one hand how many times I've paid for a cigar. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Well, I remember the first time I went to go see your dad. We're in the aging room, and I said, "What? Are, what are those?" He says, "Oh, those are the Grand crew. He's like, "Take a few. Go ahead." So I said, "Well, Hanky, if you insist." So took one and lit one right up, and that is really a cool experience when you can pull one before a band is even on it. You know, as you you're in the aging room, really surrounded by probably hundreds of thousands, if not a million or so, cigars. It really is absolutely incredible. So you interned for Davidoff. All right, your internship ends. What year was that? So that was about a year and a half after, so you could say mid-2015. Okay. And part of my internship also included being sent to the United States, so here to the Pinellas Park offices, and only for a couple months. And they showed me the sales side, the marketing, the finance, how the distribution worked, so I even was in the back in the warehouse learning how to ship, how to pack the cigars and everything. 
And after those three months there, they offered me a job. At the time, it was Richard Krutik and Jim Young. Sure. And they yep. told me that they wanted me to be junior brand ambassador at the time. And it's really okay. my first step into the market where I really get to see the stores, get to know the store owners, get to meet consumers, uh, cigar aficionados at the store, at events. And I did that for about a year and a half. But it was all part of the master plan because I remember when I asked my father what that, if I wanted to work in cigars, what should I do? He told me that I had to spend some years in the United States learning right. the market because it's not good enough to just know how to make cigars, how to grow tobacco, how to blend. But you also have to understand the market and you also have to understand the consumers. So it was all part of the master plan, you could say. All right, so you're offered the job as a junior brand ambassador, and how long did you hold that job for? Another year and a half. I've been jumping back and forth every, um, about every year and a half to two years. So right after that, I went to the Dominican Republic, and I went back to the factory. And I worked in the factory, but I also, most importantly, also maintained a very important key role in, in the marketing department. And I did that for about a year and a half, and I also uh, started also widening my, my, widening my opportunities, also talking to Pro Cigar and other organizations in the Dominican Republic, because it's not just only about the company, but it's also about the industry as a whole. So I started getting involved more at a country level with activities, events, and I definitely started widening my perspective of the industry, not just staying to one company in that sense. But then after that, for a year and a half, then I came back to the United States. And now I've been in the United States for two years, uh, with the position I currently hold, which is now senior brand ambassador, but I also have I also work with Latin America. I work uh, pretty in tune with the marketing team in Switzerland, uh, making sure that the blends t uh, are right, that the language of the marketing team is correct. So they have like a tobacco guy in the marketing team, making sure that everything is well and everything is well transmitted to the consumer. And of course, I do all the events and I handle a lot of the social media. So it's, it's, it's a job that has a lot of facets, mainly events, social media, and also a lot of marketing in-house. Camacho has one of the most unique portfolios of cigars. Their slogan is Live Loud. Cigars with loads of flavor, loads of taste, incredible complexity, and the brand-new Camacho Nicaragua fits in perfectly to the Camacho portfolio. Forged in fire, forged in volcanic soil, beautifully rolled, the new Camacho Nicaragua features full frontal flavor, subtle sweetness, spiciness, oaky flavors, three beautiful sizes, a Robusto, a Toro, and a Grand Churchill. Uses an Ecuadorian wrapper, Honduran binder, Three filler blend from Nicaragua, Honduras, and the Dominican Republic. What you get with Camacho Nicaragua is a spicy, earthy, robust tasting cigar. On a scale of one to ten, I would say this is a seven. It's medium plus, medium, medium plus, slightly full, but it is a beautiful cigar to add to your repertoire. The Camacho Nicaragua, available now on retailers or at DavidoffGeneva.com. Klaus, as the senior brand ambassador, you deal with marketing, you do events, and certainly over the last five months or so with the Chinese Wuhan virus, events have been pretty much uh, squashed. 
They put the kibosh on events for obvious uh, reasons. So you've been doing virtual events. How is the virtual events, how have they been accepted? And uh, what is the biggest change, obviously, from not interacting with people? But what's the biggest change from doing those interactive events compared to the real live events where you're in the store, you're, you're, you're meeting people, you're smoking the cigar, you're selling the cigar? Let's talk about those differences. I can tell you, Dave, that, of course, there will never be anything like an in-person event. You will never be able to beat that. But obviously, I can't be everywhere. And when I was junior brand ambassador back in 2016, that year alone, I did over 200 events. It was almost 300 events, over 200 days out out on the road. And I was on over 100 planes just covering the United States market, right? You could put a number to that. Let's say 200, right? And let's say I met 30 people per event. 200 events, 30 people per event, what, 6,000, right? It's it's not, that's 6,000 people I had a direct impact with. Now, with social media and with doing events online, since the late March till the end of uh, till the beginning of July, I had the number. I had done uh, over a hundred events already in that short amount of time, and an impact. I had I had over two million, um, you could say, interactions with people that saw my videos, that liked my videos, that commented, that shared the video, and you could say that from in in a month in, a, in three months. I had an impact of 2 million engagement. And that is something that you cannot replicate in person. But you do lose a little bit of the in-person. So what we try to do is we try to hold events that are as inclusive as possible with different programs, with Zoom, with StreamYard, uh, different programs that allow us to interact as much as possible with the people and have them comment. And it makes them almost feel like I'm there. I will never be there but I am actually spending time with them and answering their questions one by one. And it feels like I am there. And what's interesting is not I'm not, not only covering the United States, but I am doing events in Italy, in the UK, Spain, uh, for Asia, for uh, Latin America, Argentina. I just, just the other day, I was doing an event, a uh, wine-based event with the famous flying winemaker, Michel Roland, and he was tuning in from France. And our reach is ridiculous. And the people I can reach around the world is just amazing. So I do love how, how much impact it's had. The only issue is that, of course, doing it in store event, you can also always tie it to a sale. And it's a little harder to tie in these events to sales so people can actually purchase a cigar when it's virtual. So that's one of the challenges, trying to get people on board to really sit in their computer at their home, be able to enjoy a cigar with us, and then also attach a sale to that event. So that's really one of the biggest challenges. And also, you know that the cigar industry uh, is a little bit on the older generation side. So getting some people on board with virtual events has been a discussion. And now people are getting more tuned in to what a virtual event is and they are more accepting of it. And some people have had amazing success and now they believe in these virtual events. Well, and I think we'll see a combination when, when the country opens up again, which it will, we will see a combination where it may be for some smaller retailers across the country or hard to reach 
uh, parts of the country, it may be beneficial to do these virtual type of events tied in with some sort of special deal or cigar launch. And then in other retailers, you do the live events. So I think when the country opens up, it wouldn't surprise me to see a combination of both. Yes, and I believe also that not only are we going to have some in-store in events, in-person events, because that will never disappear. Then we're also not only are we also going to have only virtual events, but what I'm trying to, I'm starting to see is that in places where the country has started to open up and there's not as many cases of COVID-19, so I can stay here safe in Florida doing the events, but at the store level. They're doing an in-store event and they have me on the big screen. You know, it's like a special guest tuning in from another country, from another state. And then they're having a full-blown event at the store level, but I'm not there in person. And then on top of that, other people are joining in virtually. So you, you don't have to go to the store now to be part of this event. But if you want to, you can still be part of the event at the store. So I'm seeing a hybrid event of in-store plus uh, technological plus uh, virtual, which is great. And it reaches more people again, and it also maintains people safe. You know, some people are still not ready to be going out into the world and exposing themselves. One of the premier cigar manufacturers, cigar blenders, cigar tobacco growers, A.J. Fernandez, based in Nicaragua, has farms all over the country, magnificent factory, produces excellent cigars, huge portfolio. One of the brands that he released the New World Oscuro by A.J. Fernandez, a full-flavored powerhouse. It is a beast of a cigar, beast in a good way, meaning you're going to get a lot of flavor, a lot of zestiness, a lot of richness, a ton of spice, dark Nicaraguan Oscuro wrapper, Jalapa binder, the filler from three regions in Nicaragua, Condega, Esteli, and Ometepe. What's special about Ometepe? It's a volcanic island. There was a volcano right on the island, and consequently, the lava that flowed out of that, uh, that, that, that area, that volcano, yielded incredible richness to the soil. Great natural fertilizer, and it produces an incredible taste. So if you're looking for a cigar that is loaded with richness, loaded with spice, loaded with flavor, that's box-pressed, the New World Oscuro by A.J. Fernandez. You can't go wrong. And in fact, it also comes in a Connecticut and a Cameroon. And the Cameroon New World is the Cigar Dave Officers Club selection for August. So all members will be receiving three fantastic New World Cameroons. Very difficult wrapper to work with. Very tough wrapper to obtain, but it yields an incredible taste. So if you're looking for a medium-flavored cigar with some nice spiciness, sweetness, the New World Cameroon, if you want a full-flavored box press powerhouse, the New World Oscuro by A.J. Fernandez, ajfcigars.com. Klaus, doing all these virtual events, have you been able to see direct sales results or increased share of doing these events in stores or uh, just uh, uh, with cigar connoisseurs across the country, across the globe? Have you been able to translate that into more people sampling Davidoff cigars? Yes. Normally, these events come with a package. So it's the, at the beginning, when this all started, we wanted to do uh, what was right by the people. And we knew that a lot of people were at home. There was a lot of uncertainty. So we were doing a lot of little seminars, a little lives on Instagram, on Facebook that were free. But now we have transitioned to let's make these events a little more exclusive. Let's give the, 
the consumer more time with the person that is doing the event. In this case, it would be me. And so they can ask and they can actually feel like they are having a one-on-one with me. So now we are selling tickets for these events. So when they join, we, ship, we send them the cigars or the store sells the cigars to the person if it's an event through the store. And they get that. But not only that, we're also doing a promotion with these events. And we're able to see a lot of sales. And I can tell you that when I was doing events back in 2016, if I had an average of $100 per head of people that attended the event, it wasn't the best event, but I was satisfied. If I, if I was seeing $200 per person at an event, I was very happy. But we are seeing events virtually where our, our, we're seeing $300, $400 per attendee. And again, we have had tremendous success. Not every event that we've done has had this kind of success. But we have, because some people are still not 100%, uh, you can say, versed on how this works and how to promote virtually. They're still a little shy. But I can tell you that the people that have definitely owned these virtual events are doing very well. And they're seeing the benefits. And this is very important for the brick and mortar because we need to support our, our, our appointed merchants. We need to support the stores. And these, these people have been going through a lot of issues. And by providing these events for them, they're able to maintain their business and keep promoting our cigars. Well, you bring up an interesting question. How many Davidoff appointed merchants are there in the United States? The appointed merchant system for the Davidoff, uh, for Davidoff United States, and I'm specifically talking about the United States, is right now uh, over 250 or a little bit under 300. We normally have about 275 appointed merchants. So that means that if you want to purchase a Davidoff cigar, you only have really uh, 270 uh, appointed merchants in the country that really uh, have the whole portfolio. We do offer cigars. Uh, at, uh, at Oreca, at bars, at hotels, with smaller uh, portfolios. But really, if you want to have the full out of experience, you have to go to one of these 270. Right. And as well as uh, you can purchase at DavidoffGeneva.com because there are people that live sometimes several hundred miles from a Davidoff-appointed retailer. So the DavidoffGeneva.com site is available for those people that would like to purchase the Davidoff cigars as well. And one of the great... Talking about the great appointed merchants, the great Davidoff branded cigar lounges and stores in not only the country but in the world is right in our backyard where you and I live and 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 originate from. That is the Cigar City of Tampa, the Davidoff of Geneva Store and Lounge, about five minutes from Tampa International Airport in the MetWest Center. Just a magnificent store and lounge, over 5,000 square feet. We've done many shows from there, and Jeff Borshowitz, uh, who is the owner and the proprietor, and Tommy Diadio, their general manager, who we know very well. It is really a showplace, not only in the United States, but I think in the world. If you could replicate that everywhere around the world, of course, the different laws for alcohol and everything. Right. But if you could replicate that store everywhere, the cigar industry, woof. Would, would people would see the cigar industry different because what's really cool about Davidoff of Geneva in Tampa since 1911 is that, I mean, anybody can go there and feel comfortable. You are seeing people that don't enjoy cigars just go there because the vibe, the ambiance is so amazing. The selection for drinks, for cocktails is, is amazing. And it's just a good time. So it invites people not only from our industry but from outside of the industry to enjoy the cigar world. 
So we, if we could replicate that, it would be amazing for the cigar industry. No doubt about it. You walk in and you're overwhelmed. And I say that's really a destination because I know that I have I frequent there very often. We've recorded uh, many shows from the Davidoff of Geneva Store and Lounge in Tampa. And the number of people that have heard about it, that listen to uh, the Cigar Dave show, the Cigar Dave podcast, that have come in from other parts of the country saying, I heard about this place. I had to see it for myself. And the one thing they say is, General, it definitely did not disappoint. But you also have some other Davidoff-owned uh, stores and lounges across the country. Why don't we talk about those as well? Yes. Uh, the We have Davidoff of Geneva since 1911, uh, which are owned by Davidoff in in New York. So we have three of them. Of course, the famous uh, Madison Avenue store. That one's been around uh, for over 30 years now. And that one is probably, you could say, like the Mecca in the United States. It's really, really uh, amazing store. And we have one right, right where the World Trade Center was. That one is uh, beautiful, a little bit of a newer concept. And, of, and one in six avenues. So anywhere you are in, the, in, in Manhattan, you can definitely visit one of these three locations. Also in Brooklyn, we have another one, but not owned by Davidoff, but uh, it's, it's also a beautiful location. We also have stores in Atlanta. We have stores in Houston. And then we have in Vegas as well. The, the one in Vegas is also very beautiful, owned by Matt. And we have all these stores, but on top of the stores, we also have lounges. And you have Davidoff lounges all over the place. There's, there's not that many, but in different cities. And those are basically an appointed merchant that has invested into a beautiful lounge, normally with membership. And it is like the Davidoff experience, but owned by the appointed merchant. And last but not least, I do want to also mention uh, the Blend Bar. Um, the Blend Bar with Davidoff cigars. They have four stores. So Blend Bar definitely is a really great concept where the lounge and the and the, and the and the sitting area has the blend concept, but the humidor has the Davidoff concept, and they do very well. And, and there's one more. We did just reopen up a new store in the Hard Rock down in Fort Lauderdale, and that one is probably our newest one, and it is fantastic at the, the famous Guitar Hotel. And let's not forget Vegas as well. Vegas, another great uh, location that you have there right in the heart, right on the Strip. Can't miss it. Yep. That, I mean, that's a great location right in the middle of the Strip. And I think what I love about Vegas is that, of course, you are in Vegas, so you have this whole ambiance of Vegas. And when you go to the to the lounge, it's almost like price is no option, no no objection in that in that in that scenario. And you see people enjoying limited editions. You see people bringing enjoying cigars that sometimes you don't see quite as often being enjoyed in other places. So it definitely has its own culture of cigar aficionados in Vegas. Gurkha Cigars has always been known for exquisite cigars, impeccable packaging, and Gurkha launched last summer the Gurkha Nicaragua series, their first ever Nicaraguan Puro. It uses an all-Nicaraguan tobacco blend. Top to bottom, a Corojo 99 wrapper over dual Corojo 99 binders and a Corojo 99 and Criollo 98 filler. What does that mean? You get medium to full-bodied taste, nice peppery notes, spicy finish. It is the Gurkha Nicaraguan Series, 100% Nicaraguan Puro, 100% full-bodied 
flavor. Give the Gurkha Nicaraguan Series a try. Check out the entire Gurkha line at GurkhaCigars.com. Klaus, let's also talk about what it takes to become a Davidoff-appointed merchant because there are new retailers that are being appointed every year. It's not a static process. Uh, what, what are the requirements for a retailer to be able to be designated as a Davidoff-appointed merchant? You know, the, the requirements are very strict, and it's not only what does it require to become a Davidoff-appointed merchant, but what is it required to also stay as an appointed merchant because you can also lose it. In really, in my opinion, the most important thing when you want to become an appointed merchant is that you have to believe in the brand. You have to understand what, is, what it means, what it stands for, the philosophy of Zeno Davroff. You have to understand and be able to present these cigars in such a manner. Of course, from our team, from our side, we give you all the tools necessary to be able to activate and be able to present the cigars as well as possible including staff training so your staff is well prepared so they can definitely believe in the product and be able to present it properly become our little brand ambassadors at the store level because that's the first person the consumer sees and that's one of my responsibilities i have to train uh, the staff members and we also have a beautiful academy program that's online so the, the staff can get trained but also you need to have history with us so you can't just open up a store and then the next day have Davidoff. You need to also work with us, build the account with us, tr believe in the other brands such as Avo, Camacho, and all the others that we have, and prove to us that you are willing to definitely uh, commit to a brand like Davidoff. Not only commit by wanting to do it, but also it is a financial investment. It's, it's not cheap to carry the whole Davidoff portfolio. And when we carry the whole Davidoff portfolio, that's super important because I am of the belief that by carrying the full Davidoff portfolio, a consumer that walks into the store will never be disappointed. A consumer might be looking for a particular cigar, but if you don't carry the whole Davidoff portfolio, it might not be there. And being able to walk into any appointed merchant in the United States and be guaranteed that they will have that cigar, that is just one less worry that the consumer has, and that's one more experience that we can provide customer service to the consumer. Klaus, what is the Zeno Davidoff philosophy? Mm. You could say that the, the tagline that the company has definitely uh, embodies a big chunk of it, which is time beautifully filled. And time is one of those things that we cannot recuperate and we have a, a limited amount of time on this earth and definitely being able to fill this time beautifully, completely, and have the best experience is definitely very important from the consumer side. When we're talking about time beautifully filled from a retailer side, you have to be sure that anybody that walks into those doors is treated like royalty. And Zeno Davidoff, back when he was alive in his store in Geneva, he, he would get called by different people. And one time he got called by the the ex-king of, of of Egypt, Farouk, and his assistant called and he's like, hey, I have for, uh, this, um, the king Farouk coming to your store. Please make sure to treat him well. And Zeno's response was, sir, do not worry. We treat everybody here like they're kings. And that Absolutely. is part of the philosophy. Treat everybody like they are the most important person at that moment. 
And Zeno had another great philosophy that was in his well-known book that has been since republished and translated. If your wife doesn't like the aroma of your cigar, change wives. Brilliant. You know, <laughs> I love that. The, and, and, and now, I say that, I tell uh, that all the time, and people tell me, they go, General, you know what an expensive proposition that would be? And I say to them, that's why you must have a prenuptial agreement. If your wife does not, and what I find amazing is every so often we would get calls on the show where people would say, you know, I met this great woman, she loves cigars, no problem, it's all great. And I'd always say, just make sure you have the prenuptial agreement signed. And of course, <laughs> they would call back and say, yep, I took your advice. And then a year later, I'll never forget, one gentleman called and said, General, I'm glad I took your advice. My wife loved the fact that I smoked cigars and went and played golf and went to Vegas with my buddies until after we were married. Then everything changed. Didn't want me smoking my cigars in my cigar lounge. Wanted to get rid of my cigar lounge. Wanted to stop me from going to Vegas with my buddies. Stop playing golf. He said, so I took your advice. If your wife doesn't like the aroma of your cigar, change wives. And he did. And it cost him nothing, he told me. So it was an absolutely beautiful thing. I'll add thing. something to that. You know, the, we, part of the philosophy, this is not just the Zeno Davidoff philosophy, but part of the philosophy in the factory when we're making blends, the most important thing if, besides creating great flavor, positive balance and everything, but the most important thing when creating a cigar is consistency. You know, that every time you have the cigar that you love, it's exactly the same cigar. And consistency is so important nowadays. You know, there's so many inconsistencies in the world. And we always say in the factory, and my father always said, that a man should always look for consistency in two things, his wife and his cigars. And then he said, if, his cigar, if your cigar is not consistent, if your cigar is not loyal to you, if the flavors are not the same that you have always come to love, change your cigar. If your wife is not loyal to you, if your wife is not consistent with you, then change your wife. It just might be a little bit more expensive. <laughs> but got to have the prenuptial agreement, and that lessens the cost. No doubt about it. Klaus Kellner, the senior brand ambassador, official title, senior manager of brand activations for Davidoff. In the next Cigar Day podcast, we'll talk with Klaus about the new Davidoff cigars that are being launched. They have some a special cigar that is being reintroduced and some new introductions to be looking out for on the horizon. Cigar Dave, the general, saying, may our humidor always be full, may our cutter always be sharp, may our ash be extra, extra long, semper delictatio. Always pleasure, and long live the alpha. Klaus Kellner, Senior Brand Ambassador of Davidoff, joins us to discuss the new Davidoff cigar releases for 2020. The Cigar Dave Show is presented by the new Camacho Nicaragua, forged in fire with full frontal flavor. Camacho, live loud, available at DavidoffGeneva.com. This is the Cigar Dave Podcast with The General. And we continue our conversation with Klaus Kellner, the Senior Manager of Brand Activations for Davidoff, also known as the Senior Brand Ambassador. And I'm in a beautiful outdoor location, in a classified location, I should say, somewhere in the cooler parts of the United States of America. And I'm outside. You may hear the wind chimes, some cars, maybe a siren, maybe my, uh, my German Shepherd, Pendragon's Royal Baron. You may hear him bark in the background. And Klaus, don't be alarmed if you hear Baron. He is very cigar friendly, I will tell you that, so you have no worries. Good. I like him already. 
Uh, there you go. And we were talking in the last episode that Zeno Davidoff said that if your wife isn't loyal to you, your cigar isn't loyal to you, change your wife, change your cigar. Same thing with your canine. But the one thing about canines and dogs, they're usually loyal right from the outset. You treat them right, they'll treat you right. Exactly correct. I have two dogs of my own, two beautiful huskies. Oh, those are, are great. They are the most loyal thing in the world. How do they do in the Florida heat? You brought you brought them to Florida with you, correct? Actually, uh, they had to, they had to stay in Dominican Republic. So I I left, and what was really cool is that they are mine. You know, I raised the the first one, the mother, uh, since she was five weeks old, and then she gave birth to the daughter, and I raised the daughter since day one. So they are mine, and when I go back, I am the boss, you know, and they right. You're the are alpha. so happy. To, yeah, I'm the alpha. And every time I come back, it's like, forget about everybody else in the house. It's all about me. <laughs> there you go. And how do the uh, Huskies do in the heat down in the Dominican? They have two coats. They have the outside coat and they have the undercoat. And they blow out the, one of these coats, which is like the, th- the, the, ins- the insulator. And what happens is they, they keep them cool even during the hot, the, the hot climate of the Dominican Republic. But because the yard is hotter, they blow out their coat more often. So about two times a year, sometimes a little bit more. So there's hair all over the place. Uh, trust me, the German shepherds are known as German shedders. And Baron's a long-haired shepherd. He's got that plush coat. So I know exactly what you're going through. He's got to get groomed every uh, two and a half to three weeks. Otherwise... The entire house and office is filled with uh, fluffy fur all over the place, so I can certainly relate. Klaus, let's talk about one of the cigars that Davidoff has just reintroduced, a limited edition cigar that was first launched in 2002. It was brought back uh, in July, the Davidoff Special 53 Capa Dominicana, and I know that your dad... Hanky Kellner, very, very proud of that wrapper that he grows because it is not easy to grow wrapper in the Dominican Republic. Yes, the Special 53 is one of the two cigars that we launched back in 2002. And the Special 53 really is, uh, you, we all know Davroff Puro de Oro and we all know Davroff Yamasa, which is the current version. I would say the Special 53 is like the grandfather of the Yamasa, Davroff Yamasa cigar. It is really what created, started the concept and created the concept. And it was really also what started the limited edition um, releases every other year. So that was really one of our first limited editions. And since 2002, we started launching on a regular basis every single year, new limited editions. So and there's a lot to tell about it. The, the, the story goes that Dominican Republic has never really been a country for growing wrapper. We've always really been a country that grows filler, binder. And we are also a country that processes a lot of tobacco. So we ferment it, we age it, and then we sell it to somebody else. And Dominican Republic, because of the way the land is split up, a lot of little farmers, there's not really big plots of lands or one big person that owns a lot. It doesn't grow wrapper because for wrapper, you need a lot of land. And when you grow wrapper, not all, not all the crop is wrapper. So you're looking for a good yield. But my father always had the, uh, the idea the dream of creating beautiful Dominican wrapper, and then one, one day also making a cigar that was 100% Dominican. And Special 53 was the beginning of that idea. We started with a crop back in 1998, and in this crop, it was not where Yamasa is right now. It's actually in the, in the valley. We started there, and the tobacco wasn't growing uh, 
to the size that we wanted. The quality of the taste was there, but the size of the leaf wasn't great. So in 2002, from those initial crops, we actually uh, made uh, two sizes, two limited editions. One was called the Special 48 and the other one Special 53. 53 and the 48 mean the ring gauge. So Special 53 was a bigger, beautiful Perfecto shape. And it was the most uh, claimed one at the time. It was the one that was more well-received because of the shape, the bigger cigar. And that's the one that we brought back. Interestingly enough, that same year, 2002, a big, big wind, almost like a tornado slash hurricane, came in and took down one of our curing barns. Thank God there was no tobacco inside that curing barn at that moment because it was during the, the rainy season of the year. And we saw that as a sign to move from that location to where we are today, Yamasa. And ever since then, it's been a journey to create great D Dominican wrapper. But Special 53 was the first cigar that was 100% Dominican for the Davidoff portfolio with that Dominican wrapper that we started with. And Scott, I, I know that uh, Lana uh, Frazier, the uh, VP of Marketing at Davidoff, uh, had lunch with her not that long ago, and your president, uh, Dylan Austin, and of course, they always bring me a little treat bag whenever we get together, and of course, she said, Dave, I've got one of the, uh, several of the Davidoff Special 53 Capa Dominicanas, so I smoked one right on the spot, and I will tell you that it was, to me, medium, medium plus, a very earthy type of cigar. Uh, I thought it had some nice notes of almost a espresso, a little bit of creamy, but it was a, a very nice spicy type of cigar. And what I found interesting was the not only the wrapper gives it very unique flavor, but you use San Vicente Seco in the filler, Piloto Cubano Lajero and Olor Seco. So you have really a little bit of everything in the filler blend of the Davidoff Special 53 Capa Dominicana. Yes, you could say that this cigar is, an ex is like an expression of the evolution of Davidoff at those earlier stages of the Dominican Republic. Before that, the cigars were 100% Dominican side with those tobaccos that you mentioned, San Vicente, La Piloto, the Olor. And, but the wrapper was always from Connecticut, um, Connecticut seed uh, in the 90s from Connecticut Valley. And then after, the 2000, after 2001 from Ecuador. And these, this Connecticut wrapper is very neutral in taste and doesn't really add too much of the flavor. It's really there more for like an aesthetic reason. It does add some to the taste, but the biggest thing that people love about Connecticut is that it has its perfect shine, great, no deformities, very thin for wrapper, very uh, thin veins, so they're not very pronounced. And it, it, it didn't add too much to the flavor. And when this cigar came out with the Yamasa wrapper, and, and, and binder, you get this, this cigar that becomes immediately more earthy, has a longer finish, has a bolder taste. And it was probably one of the first expressions of this bolder taste that we were branching out into, giving new flavors to the consumer. Yeah, it's got a very, again, when you when you combine those three types of filler tobaccos, you're going to get some sweetness, you're going to get mm -hmm. some spice, you're going to get a little bit of that earthiness. So it's really a very unique cigar because as I smoked it, the flavor profile and flavor complexion started to change very slightly. So it was a very, very uh, enjoyable cigar. And we should say that that is a very limited cigar. That is not widely available. I believe there were only, I want to say... Uh, what, 32,000 cigars that were made for this release? 
uh, we're talking 32,000, uh, 20,000, 30,000, 30, something like that. That's it. Yes. Not very yes, many. Because it's uh, 3,200 boxes. Right. Okay. So 20,000. Yeah. That's it. So when they are gone, they're gone. They come in box 10, $32 yeah. $32. Uh, suggested retail per cigar so this is an ultra premium cigar certainly a special occasion cigar and they come uh, box 10 and i believe if i'm not mistaken that dylan told me that every one of those special 53 capa dominicana boxes have been accounted for all the retailers have them so if you want to sample one i suggest you go on pick one up because when they're gone they're gone in twenty thousand. uh amongst uh, all the davidoff appointed merchants is not very many yeah, we're, we we sold out from our distribution center here in Pinellas Park before before the launch date. So all the boxes were already committed to all the stores. So we don't have them any, any we don't even have them here in the distribution center anymore. They're already at the stores. So if you find them there, it's your last chance to get them because they will not be getting more. Camacho has one of the most unique portfolios of cigars. Their slogan is Live Loud. Cigars with loads of flavor, loads of taste, incredible complexity. And the brand new Camacho Nicaragua fits in perfectly to the Camacho portfolio. Forged in fire, forged in volcanic soil, beautifully rolled, the new Camacho Nicaragua features full frontal flavor, subtle sweetness, spiciness, oaky flavors, three beautiful sizes, a Robusto, a Toro, and a Gran Churchill. Uses an Ecuadorian wrapper, Honduran binder, Three filler blend from Nicaragua, Honduras, and the Dominican Republic. What you get with Camacho Nicaragua is a spicy, earthy, robust-tasting cigar. On a scale of 1 to 10, I would say this is a 7. It's medium plus, medium, medium plus, slightly full, but it is a beautiful cigar to add to your repertoire. The Camacho Nicaragua, available now on retailers or at DavidoffGeneva.com. Klaus, let's take a look at some of the other cigars that you are releasing this year, including a cigar that you're not going to announce just yet, but I think you've got a little teaser for us. Yes. So you've probably noticed that with Davidoff, we are uh, relaunching a lot of these vintage blends, and that's what we're calling them. These are blends that are very vintage, old-school Davidoff. And what we're trying to do is we're trying not only – to release a limited edition, but also bring back a little bit of that nostalgia, a little bit about those vintage blends that we have had in the past. And by that, also reinforcing our core lines, which is the white label of Davidoff, including your Aniversario, your Grand Cru, Signature, and Millennium. So a lot of these blends, a lot of these new cigars, or you could say vintage blends that we're re-releasing into the market, have a big focus on these cigars, because at the end of the day, our foundation, what made us, our, our cigars that are the most iconic is really what, who we are in identity. So I, I won't tell you what it is, but be on the lookout because in the next, about um, well, you could say in the next two months or maybe even a little less, you're going to be seeing uh, another similar release that is also very interesting. It was very well received. And it definitely goes along the same lines, but I can tell you it's going to have a nice little kick. Well, since I uh, have lunch on a regular basis with uh, Dylan Austin, uh, the Davidoff North America president, I'm sure he will spill the beans as soon as the uh, just before the announcement, because he always tends to give me some exclusives. So we'll be on the lookout for that. And when will that be coming out? 
probably sometime in September. September. So we're just next month. We're very close. Yeah, we're very close. All right. Fantastic. Now, you will be uh, launching a every year you have in conjunction with the uh, Chinese New Year, you do a different Zodiac series. And yes. and by the way, these are for the Chinese people, not the Chinese Communist Party. I want to make that very clear. But this year you're going to be launching the year of the ox coming off the 2020 year of the rat. Mm-hmm. This it is a very is, special cigar, very unique, a, one size, that's it. Yep, it's, it's a very unique project, and now some people have started to replicate it because they see how important the Asian market is. I was actually over there in Hong Kong, Japan, also in Indonesia. In Indonesia, I got to visit the tobacco there, um, uh, the Besuki tobacco, and see the plantations there. So that was a great experience, but I was there also doing events. And it is impressive how important this Asian market is. And when we started this, we started with a release called the Year of the Dragon. So we started with that one, but it was only specific for that market. And it was a very small release, but it was such a big hit. And people loved the idea so much that they asked for us to start doing this on a regular basis every year. So followed, follow that up with the Year of the Snake. And now every single year we're releasing a new cigar according to the Zodiac. And what's really interesting and what really is, uh, you could say, a challenge in the factory is trying to make a cigar that resembles the symbol. And if you are talking about the year of the pig, the year of the pig, we even did a little pigtail, you know, we have to try to make it also the taste flavor profile, the idea of the cigar, match the concept. But when you're talking about the year of the ox, you can already start to imagine yourself what kind of cigar this is going to be. Well, I would say it's got to be a meaty cigar if it's going to be the year of the ox. So it's got to have some strength to it. Yep. And also in, in size, it should be uh, big. De- it should definitely be on the bigger side. Uh, when I am actually a horse, a uh, year of the horse. And uh, when, of course, horse, you can imagine also has a lot of power. And when we released it, uh, my, norm- my normal comfort level ends at about 56. I sometimes have cigars that are a little bit ring, ring age, a little bigger than that. But the year of the horse was a 60 ring gauge. And I, 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 I love the cigar for the taste. But for me, being a horse, I was like, oh, man, it's a 60 ring gauge. Uh, how am I going to deal with this? But Too big. For, for me personally. So for some right. people, that's great. You know? Right. Right. But you know what's amazing now? And you see this, Klaus, that the Magnum size, that 60 ring gauge, has become a super popular size. I talk to many retailers that tell me the Toro is the number one size that moves. And in many stores now, it's the the Magnum that moves, that big 6 by 60 People like the complexity of that 60 ring gauge where you can put a lot of different filler tobaccos in there. They like the size. They like the amount of time that it gives them. So in virtually, in, in many of the new cigars that Davidoff is bringing out, they're bringing out the bigger ring gauge. Yes, definitely the market has evolved. I can just tell you that back in, 2000, in, in 1991, uh, we launched the Special R. The, which is now called Davidoff Aniversario Special R. And right. this cigar at the time was mind-blowing, market-changing. It was the biggest cigar that Davidoff had ever made, a 50 ring gauge. <laughs> and now, f- fast forward 30 years later, 
actually 20 years after that, we, we are already launching 60 ring gauges. So we adapt with the market and we adapt with how the consumers want. Uh, but I, I hope, personally, this is me, this is not Davidoff talking, this is me talking. I hope we don't come out with a Davidoff 70 ring gauge ever. And if we do, it might be the day I quit. Well, I know that uh, your dad's friends with Ernesto Perez Carrillo of EP Carrillo Cigars, and he's got that inch. And boy, some of those are your 64, 68 ring gauges. They are too big for me. To me, I find a 60 is right, is the max where I want to be. But to me, a 54 to a 60 ring gauge is beautiful. You can't go wrong. But above that, you're right, a little bit on the large size. Mm -hmm. Now, you're also launching your, we talked in the last podcast about the Davidoff uh, stores, the Davidoff-owned stores and lounges across the country, and your Madison Avenue store in New York City has been around for 30 years, very well known, and you're coming out with a Madison Avenue exclusive Davidoff. Let's talk about that. Yeah, we just uh, launched it this uh, week, um, and it is an exclusive for the store. It was launched also under the, the Vault program, so if you are part of the Vault program or are in our mail li- mailing list for Davidoff of Geneva since 1911, then you'll be getting this information. But the Madison exclusive is something that we've been doing for now for a couple of years. Every couple of years, we launch a cigar for this store, which is probably one of the most important stores that Davidoff has in the in the world. And this is uh, a blend exclusively made for them. So be on the lookout for it. They're again with limited production, but it has Yamasa wrapper. It has a binder from Mexico, Negro San Andres. So it's going to be a little bit different. That Mexican binder is going to add some nice savory taste. And then in the filler, it has San Vicente Mejorado Visus, which is a, a hybrid that we have. It has another hybrid, which is 254. That is just a number for you, but I know what that means. And then it has some more San Vicentes and Pilotos in there. And it is Visus and Ligero. So it's going to be on the bolder side. And it's going to definitely give you a lot of flavor and a lot of prolonged uh, residual taste, a long finish. And I assume one size in the da- in the Madison exclusive, correct? Yeah, yes, just one size. I believe it's a Toro. Don't Toro. know exactly the dimensions right off the top now, of my head. Klaus, you mentioned that number. What does that number mean? Maybe you've heard the famous 702 series. Yes. So that is our hybrid 702. In this case, it was a, a 254. When we first launched... Uh, uh, Puro de Oro, Yamasa, we were working with 119, then 133, yeah, the Millennium Blend has a 151. All these are hybrids that we have created that are specific only to us, that we are proprietary and we create our own tobacco in-house, in our greenhouses, and nobody can copy that. All these tobaccos are also male sterile, so they can't reproduce, so nobody can steal the seeds and and reproduce these cigars. So Davidoff, this is one of the key points for Davidoff is that we work a lot with very unique and very, uh, and tobaccos that you can't find anywhere else that are gonna provide very important flavors to these blends. And this is one of the big selling points you could say, or one of the key points for Davidoff. And we, when we work, work on a seed or creation of a new variety, we're working years in advance. It normally takes about eight years to create a new seed using Mendel theory in the greenhouse, crossing different varieties. Interesting. So you've got the Davidoff Special 53 Copa Dominicana that is out now. It was released in July. You teased us with a new Davidoff cigar coming out in September. The Year of the Ox should be out later part of the year. The Madison Exclusive, you said, would be out September as well? No, Madison Exclusive is out this week. 
Oh, it's out this week. Perfect. Yeah. So people are going to New York. Boom. Uh, now, will that be available at DavidoffGeneva.com as well? Um, it, it, it might be to the Volt program. Yeah, I think it is to the Volt program, yes. So if okay, you receive great. the newsletter, you should be able to also purchase it there. Okay, fantastic. So those are the new cigars that are being launched this year. Anything else, or that's it for now? I think that's it for now. Of course, be on that's the lookout it. for all these other cigars and the other brands, Avo, Camacho. And we just launched uh, a couple weeks ago the Camacho Nicaragua, which is a phenomenal balanced blend. Is. So look out for that one as well. No question about it. That is a fantastic cigar and uh, rich, very spicy, very unique cigar. So we're going to have George Rami, by the way, on who happens to be the Avon Camacho ambassador. We're going to have him on later this month as well. So we'll be talking about all the Avo cigars as well as the uh, the new Camacho Nicaragua as well. All right, Hanky or Hanky Klaus, I was talking about your dad. I, there was one other thing I wanted to bring up, and that's why I, I brought up your dad. We talk about all the new tobaccos that he's working with. I. I Whenever I would ask your father, we'd, he'd, there'd be a new cigar or he'd hand me an experimental blend. I'd see him at the cigar retailer's convention and he'd pull me aside. I'd be walking in the hall. He goes, Dave, come here. And he'd pull out of his pocket a cigar and I'd say, Hanky, what is it? He said, just smoke it. So I said, okay. He said, come back and let me know what you think. I said, yeah, thank you. I really enjoyed it. This and that. I said, uh, you know, I, I thought it was, uh, you know, medium, medium plus. He said, Dave, it was it, on the strength scale. It is 8.535, and on the aroma, it's 9.165. He's very exact. Whenever I'd say, Hanky, on a scale of 1 to 10, what's the strength of this? He wouldn't say 6 or 7 or 9. He was precise down to like the third decimal. So whenever I talk to your dad, talk about a, a man that really understands the strength, the flavor components, the, the aroma. He knows it. And when I ask him, what do you, how did you, why did you blend this cigar? He said, because I wanted a profile to be in this specific category at this specific range. So nothing he does is without reason. There's always a reason behind what, when he's blending a seed, a new, a new wrapper or a new cigar, very, very precise. And I think that of all the people I know that are blenders or that are, or tobacco growers or work with wrapper, no question, your father uh, Hanky is probably the most precise and exacting of all these cigar masters that are out there. When you talk, when you talk about something, right? Always add decimal points. Nobody's going to question you. Well, <laughs> it's going to make it's, it's going to make you sound like an expert. But it, the science of it is super important. Um, when we are making these cigars and we're, we're we're analyzing the flavor profiles, the aroma, the strength the intensities, we, it's, we even use math because these blends are mathematical. We use specific percentages, you know, 12.5% of this tobacco in this blend, um, the 25%, 23.33. We, we are very, very exact to the ounces and to the percentages. And this is one of the things that guarantees that Davidoff maintains exactly the same flavor and is consistent over time because being exact at the mathematical level, at the weight level of all these blends, is what's going to guarantee that every time you make a cigar is as perfect as can be. It's not just putting leaves in there. It is actually, there's a science to it, not only on the, on the blending side, but also on the growing and in the fermentation side. And we are one of the, co the companies that put the most attention to the science and the mathematics of it. Very important. There is always a rhyme and a reason. There is not, it's not haphazard. There are very specific parameters when your dad 
wants to blend a cigar, use a tobacco, use a specific wrapper, create a new hybrid wrapper. There's always a method behind the madness. Klaus Kellner, the senior manager of brand activations of Davidoff, also known as the senior brand ambassador. Now you are up to date on all the new Davidoff releases thus far this summer and into the remainder part of 2020. On the next edition of the Cigar Day podcast, we'll talk with Klaus about the overall Davidoff portfolio. Many cigars, many great uh, blends, many great strength profiles. It can be confusing, but we'll decipher it all for you on the next edition of the Cigar Day podcast. Cigar Dave, the general saying, may our humidor always be full. May our cutter always be sharp. May our ash be extra, extra long. Semper Delictatio, always pleasure. Long live the Alpha. We wrap up our three-part series with Klaus Kellner, Senior Brand Ambassador of Davidoff, as we explore the entire Davidoff cigar portfolio. The Cigar Dave Show is presented by New World Oscuro from A.J. Fernandez, draped in a bold, dark Nicaraguan wrapper and jam-packed with ultra-flavorful Nicaraguan fillers. The box-press New World Oscuro delivers medium to full-bodied, elegant taste. AJFCigars.com. By Gurkha, the world's finest cigars, including the Gurkha Nicaraguan series, 100% pure Nicaraguan tobaccos, 100% full-bodied flavor, GurkhaCigars.com, and by the new Camacho Nicaragua, forged in fire with full frontal flavor, Camacho, live loud, available at DavidoffGeneva.com. This is the Cigar Dave Podcast with The General. Well, I am located in a classified location somewhere in the United States of America that is far cooler than the cigar city of Tampa. I am outside in nature, just the way that cigar tobaccos grow, part of nature. And if you hear some wind chimes, you hear Pendragon's Royal Baron, my canine German shepherd barking, or you hear some traffic, you'll know that I am outside in nature. And it is my pleasure to welcome to our third installment of our Davidoff week. Klaus Kellner, the Senior Manager of Brand Activations for Davidoff, also known as the Senior Brand Ambassador. Klaus, Davidoff has so many different blends in the Davidoff portfolio that many people get a little bit confused. They don't know really where to start. So let's talk about the different branches of the Davidoff portfolio. Thank you, Dave. Davidoff has a, a pretty wide, wide portfolio, and what is great about having such a wide portfolio is that we have definitely been able to branch into different flavor profiles for the consumer. If you really analyze Davidoff Dominican Republic back in the 1990s, uh, early 2000s, we, had, we were known for a specific flavor profile, and it was blends uh, done 100% with Dominican tobaccos inside Dominican binder, and then the wrapper was a, a Connecticut seed at some point from Connecticut Valley, and then it moved over to Ecuador. But what we have done in the last couple of years, uh, specifically started big time in 2013 with the uh, Davidoff Nicaragua, is we have definitely been able to provide new flavor profiles to different kinds of consumers. And what this has done is that it brings other consumers that didn't know Davidoff into the Davidoff world. And then they can start appreciating all these 
amazing blends that we have in different strength profiles, in different flavor profiles, and they can understand the quality and the consistency of Davidoff cigars. All right, so let's take it from the very beginning. So somebody is a mild-bodied cigar connoisseur. They would like to try a Davidoff cigar. Let's bring let's let's talk about these cigars from mild all the way up to medium full in the Davidoff White Label series. So we can divide the portfolio into three big uh, separate lines or the separate pillars. And the first pillar is the White Label, as you have said, which is our foundation, our most uh, traditional uh, cigars that have been around now for many many years and have passed the test of time. And the white label is composed of four major lines, and then I can add a fifth. And that is Signature Line, the Grand Cru Line, Anniversario, and then Millennium. And in that order, they go from mild to strong. Like I was saying, these are blends that are 100% Dominican, but they are all different. They use uh, three main types of tobacco in general which are your Olor Dominicano, which is your traditional Dominican tobacco from Dominican Republic. And then it also uses San Vicente and Piloto. Piloto being a very Habano-type tobacco, San Vicente being a much more rounder tobacco. Oh, that also comes from Cuba. These two tobaccos came from Cuba in 1962 to Dominican Republic, and then they started being used widely in the country, adding new flavor profiles. But let's start with the, the Maldis. So Davidoff's signature line has iconic cigars such as Davidoff Signature Number no. 2, which is a very uh, thin, long cigar, uh, like a Panatella. And these, this cigar was actually Zeno Davidoff's favorite cigar. Much more on the milder side, very creamy, very sweet. Not a lot of strength in the back. And it doesn't have a lot of strength in the back because we don't really use a very heavy Habano. Piloto is not in that cigar. And when Zeno Davidoff and, and Davidoff as a company moved to the Dominican Republic, they wanted to make a cigar that was completely different from its Cuban counterpart. They wanted to make sure that these cigars were completely different, had a different flavor profile, and nobody would compare Davidoff Cuba to Davidoff Dominican Republic. And I think we definitely nailed it with the Signature Line and the Grand Cru Line. Signature Line also has a very creamy, a little bit more uh, flavor, a little bit more intensity cigar, which is the Davidoff Signature 2000. And our top seller in the 90s was number two but once the millennium hit in 2000 there was a lot of promotion from it and the davidoff signature 2000 became the top seller for davidoff cigars to the point that some years we make a million of them handmade and when you make a million every single year of davidoff 2000 that means that if you do the math every 30 seconds in you could say in theory somebody is enjoying a davidoff 2000 around the world and it is the creamiest, the sweetest cigars that we have. 100% tobacco, 100% uh, hand-rolled, but they are the top sellers. It's interesting, Dave, that when people talk about ratings and people talk about um, how, how cigars perceived in the market, uh, a lot of people talk about the strong cigars. But when you look at a portfolio of companies and you look at their cigars, uh, how well they sell around the, the world, Normally, the milder cigars do the best, and that's because the biggest, uh, the biggest percentage of cigar aficionados in the world are not the cigar aficionados that enjoy three, four cigars a day, are the cigar aficionados that enjoy a cigar from time to time. And normally, they want to relax, they want to really uh, get away from all their worries, fill their time beautifully, 
and they normally go for the softer cigars. We were talking in a previous podcast that Davidoff Tampa is one of the best locations, and you can look at their store, and the, their best sellers are the milder cigars. That's because a lot of people that go there are not people that enjoy cigars on a daily basis. They are people that enjoy cigars from time to time, and they are looking for a very mild, very creamy, and pleasant experience. Well, and to me, the only rating that counts is the rating of the individual cigar connoisseur and the cigar consumer. Because if they like a mild cigar, that could be a, an A-rated cigar. But if you give a cigar connoisseur a full-flavored cigar and his or her palate is mild, they're not going to enjoy that cigar. They'll say, oh, that's, that, I, I don't like that cigar. I, that's a C or a D. So to me, it's all very subjective. If you are a mild-bodied cigar connoisseur, you want a mild-bodied cigar. You like full a mild-bodied cigar is not going to satisfy your taste profile or your palate. So you hit it right on the head, Klaus, because most cigars that are sold, the bulk are in the mild to mild-medium category. No ifs, ands, or buts. A lot of the fuller-flavored cigars get a lot of uh, no, Buzz. No, notations and, and press and so on. But the reality is, is that it's the mild to mild-medium cigars that really get the primary uh, accolades. Yes, and definitely it shows in our portfolio. And in the Davidoff signature line, we have obviously we have Toro sizes, we have Robusto sizes, uh, small Coronas. So we have different sizes, and they're all in the mild side. One of our top sellers has always been the Robusto format, which is the uh, the six thousand. And again, these cigars act phenomenal, perform very well, burn super even, and are great for any occasion. The milder cigars, you can have them early in the morning on an empty stomach, no worries. You can have them middle of the day, you can have them late at night. You go to bed and the next day, you don't have this uh, tremendous uh, taste of, of cigar that you had the previous night. And it's very easy to enjoy and very well, very well received by the public. So definitely, you always have to look at the milder cigars. You cannot just focus on the strong cigars. And the Davidoff 2000, ironically, happens to be a Corona size, five inches in length with a 43 ring gauge. I love a Corona cigar. I love uh, that size. I love the format. It's a great 30, 35-minute cigar. You can have your morning coffee on the weekends. You can walk the dog. It's a wonderful cigar that I think with the tendency to go towards bigger ring gauges sometimes gets uh, left out in the cold. Yes, you can also see that, especially in markets like in Europe, where there's not a lot of locations to enjoy cigars, not a lot of lounges, stores are smaller, uh, there's a lot of regulations, so you can't sometimes smoke indoors and you got to uh, enjoy a cigar outside. The, these smaller formats uh, perform very, very well in places like this. The United States is a little bit spoiled in that sense that they have so many beautiful lounges and so many stores to enjoy cigars with less strict regulations, depending, of course, on the city. But so the United States tends to go for bigger formats. But in markets that you have a lot of regulation, the small formats perform very, very well because you got to fit your cigar to the time that you have available to you. One of the premier cigar manufacturers, cigar blenders, cigar tobacco growers, A.J. Fernandez, based in Nicaragua, has farms all over the country, magnificent factory, produces excellent cigars, huge portfolio. One of the brands that he released, the New World Oscuro by A.J. Fernandez, a full 
flavored powerhouse. It is a beast of a cigar. Beast in a good way, meaning you're going to get a lot of flavor, a lot of zestiness, a lot of richness, a ton of spice, dark Nicaraguan Oscuro wrapper, Jalapa binder, the filler from three regions in Nicaragua, Condega, Esteli, and Ometepe. What's special about Ometepe? It's a volcanic island. There was a volcano right on the island, and consequently, the lava that flowed out of that uh, that 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 area, that volcano, yielded incredible richness to the soil. Great natural fertilizer, and it produces an incredible taste. So, if you're looking for a cigar that is loaded with richness, loaded with spice, loaded with flavor, that's box pressed, the New World Oscuro by A.J. Fernandez. You can't go wrong. And in fact, it also comes in a Connecticut and a Cameroon. And the Cameroon New World is the Cigar Dave Officers Club selection for August. So all members will be receiving three fantastic New World Cameroons. Very difficult wrapper to work with. Very tough wrapper to obtain, but it yields an incredible taste. So if you're looking for a medium-flavored cigar with some nice spiciness, sweetness, the New World Cameroon, if you want a full-flavored box-press powerhouse, the New World Oscuro by A.J. Fernandez, AJFCigars.com. The Davidoff Signature and the Davidoff Millennium Series on the milder-bodied side. Now let's start moving up the Davidoff pillar, if we will, and let's look at, uh, I would say, probably the Grand Cru into the Anniversario Series. Yes, so Millennium, the Millennium Series is actually the boldest one, but the, the 2000 is part of the Signature Series. It's just so, because I'm sorry, it sing- was released. That's what I meant, the Signature was- Series. That's what I meant. Yep. Yeah, but uh, following that would be the, the Grand Cru, right? And, and the Grand Cru... Actually, Grand Cru number two, which is uh, like a, a, a elongated Corona format, is probably my favorite cigar to start the day, especially when I'm in the farms. It is, uh, it is on the, it's not medium. It's just under medium. So it's not as mild as a signature. But if I right. had to give it a, a number from one to ten, I would probably put it at about uh, three point seven eight. You know, in intensity, and. This, this, the Grand Cru, what is nice is that even though it maintains a lot of this creaminess that the signature has, in this one, we do have an Habano-type tobacco, which is Piloto. And we have a nice percentage of Piloto in there that has a nice little kick in the back. But it's still very well balanced. And sometimes when you are a real cigar aficionado that really is enjoying bolder flavors, you are missing that strength in the back, that woodiness that comes from this Habano-type tobacco. So for me personally, Grand Cru number two is probably one of my favorites. And I start a lot of my mornings with this cigar. And the Grand Cru series is actually, uh, you could say, the reinvention of the Chateau line that Zeno Davidoff created back in, in 1946. So the Chateau line was the idea of creating cigars for specific wines. And this is why we call it the Grand Cru, because the cigar was made with the intention to be paired with wines. So it's a little bit more bolder than your signature line. Well, I love the Grand Cru Toro, which is a great size. And I'll tell you what else I like about uh, many of the Davidoff white label uh, uh, blends is the fact that they come in a great four or five pack. So you can put them in your briefcase. If you want to uh, go out to dinner, you just stick them. You could carry them with you. It's a wonderful way to have cigars at the ready whenever you need them. Yes, the packaging that we have is very classic, but what we've done with most of our lines is that we, pro- we provide these uh, smaller packs of four or five. And I love the concept, too, because 
when you are going to enjoy a cigar, sometimes you enjoy cigars by yourself, but a lot of times you are sharing an experience with others. And it's great to buy these four packs, five packs, so that you can share your experience and just fill your time more beautifully with company. So definitely these packagings do great for gifting and does great for bringing cigars to an event or hanging out at golf with your friends. Let's look at the Davidoff Anniversario series. Again, that's going to be in the mild, mild, medium side. Connecticut Shade Wrapper as well. Anniversario, you could say out of the Dominican blends that we have is like your medium. If you had to give it a number, it would be like five right in the middle. We do have, depending on, on the size, is a little bit stronger, a little bit softer. But Anniversario is also one of our top sellers, uh, including the Special R, the Anniversario number three. And I'm, I was saying in a previous podcast that when we launched Anniversario back in 1991, it was the biggest ring gauge we had ever launched at the time. So it was a 50 ring gauge. And of course, now that has changed. But it was a big, a big win for the U.S. market that was also looking for those Robustos and those Toro sizes. What I also like about the Anniversario line is that we're, we also started getting creative with the formats. So we have short Perfecto in there that has it's a nice Perfecto shape that changes in ring gauge from very very thin ring gauge to a little wider and at that moment you experience a lot of flavor changes and then we also have the iconic special t which is like almost it's a torpedo special torpedo but it has it's a unique torpedo in the sense that it is it goes smoothly widens all the way to the foot and it is actually a, a shape that we are the only ones that create that shape when we first started making that cigar, that cigar was, there was not even a mold that existed for that. We had to create our own molds just for that. And it was only hand rolled and pressed by paper and only one person in the factory could make that. So we get very creative there with very special shapes that change the flavor profile of this medium bodied cigar. Well, one of my favorites is the double R, uh, double Corona. Seven and a half inches in length, 50 ring gauge. Suggested retail now is $34, but I remember when it came out, I think 22 years ago, I think it was something like 13 or 14 at the time, and that was pretty stiff, you know, way back, but it is a great cigar. Tons of flavor, love the size, can't go wrong. Yes. Uh, for me, the, the double Corona, the double R, is the iconic cigar for celebration. And yep. what my family does is normally on New Year's, so the 31st of December, around 11 o'clock at night, we light up the double R. And we end the year and we start the new year with exactly the same cigar. It's about a two-hour experience. And I think it's a nice tradition that my family has created over time with these longer, more bigger, iconic cigars. You cannot go wrong. Yep, it really is a celebratory cigar, no doubt about it. Now let's move into the Colorado Claro series because that's a full-flavored cigar in the white-label pillar, if you will. Tons of flavor, Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper, a lot of heft, a lot of flavor. I think your father would definitely say it's uh, 9+. <laughs> it, you know, I don't think in the, in the Davidoff world we have like a 10, 10 out of 10, because we're always looking for pleasant experiences and when you're getting to nine and ten ten out of tens these uh, in the mentality of the consumer it it's like a very bold experience and maybe too heavy and i personally don't almost never give a, a cigar over nine because in the cigar world there from other brands there are 12s out of tens you know and these cigars really kick you 
The Colorado right. Claro, and I will also mention in there the 702 series, are, are cigars that are iconic from the white label. So it has your special R, it has your Annie number three, the cigars that have performed the best in, in the markets. And what we've done is that we have changed the wrapper, which is a Connecticut seed, we've changed it to an Habano type. And it is exactly the same blend inside, but the only thing that we change is the wrapper. So if you like your special R, or your normal special R, if you like your normal Aniversario number three, and you want to taste that, but with a little bolder experience, try out the Colorado Claro series or the 702 series, and you're going to notice that just by changing the wrapper, the amount of flavor and the amount of ex the experience completely changes. And all you're doing is changing about four or 5% of the blend, which is just half a leaf, the wrapper. Gurkha Cigars has always been known for exquisite cigars, impeccable packaging, and Gurkha launched last summer the Gurkha Nicaragua series, their first ever Nicaraguan Puro. It uses an all-Nicaraguan tobacco blend. Top to bottom, a Corojo 99 wrapper over dual Corojo 99 binders and a Corojo 99 and Criollo 98 filler. What does that mean? You get medium to full-bodied taste, nice peppery notes, spicy finish. It is the Gurkha Nicaraguan Series, 100% Nicaraguan Puro, 100% full-bodied flavor. Give the Gurkha Nicaraguan Series a try. Check out the entire Gurkha line at GurkhaCigars.com. Let's take a look, Klaus, at some of the other pillars in the Davidoff portfolio. Let's go to, I guess you would call it the black label, if you will, and start off with Davidoff Nicaragua. That was an instant hit when it was launched, I want to say maybe four or five years ago now. Just exploded out of the gate, and it has been a huge seller for Davidoff. Different type of cigar, definitely on the full-flavored side. Yes, we decided to really think outside the box and we decided to bring in new flavor profiles to the Davidoff portfolio. And in 2013, we launched Davidoff Nicaragua. Like you said, instant hit. The Davidoff Nicaragua is a cigar that is 100% Nicaraguan. So completely different from all the previous blends that Davidoff had ever offered. And it, ha it has your typical Esteli, it has your typical Jalapa binder and wrapper, which are very well-known tobaccos and area and regions in Nicaragua. It also has Condega that adds a little bit of that earthiness, a little bit of that power towards the back. Um, but what is really nice about the Davidoff Nicaragua is that it has a tobacco from Ometepe. And Ometepe is a small island in the center of the Lake of Nicaragua, the biggest lake that Nicaragua has. And on this island, there's two active volcanoes. And they grow year-round tobacco there. And it's a very unique tobacco that definitely balances out the blend and makes it much more refined of an experience. And that's what we tried to do. We tried to create Davidoff, uh, a Nicaraguan cigar, but that was refined and that was balanced like a Davidoff should always be. And like you were saying, instant hit. And we have definitely tapped into a, the Nicaraguan market with that cigar. And it has brought in a lot of people to the, to the Davidoff world. Well, I find that when that came out, that was so, if you will, un-Davidoff-like. Because Davidoff was always known for primarily the mild, the medium, uh, very tame cigars that were very, very 
pleasant, not going to knock you down. And the Davidoff Nicaragua is not going to knock you down either. But it's just so much more expansive in terms of flavor that when it came out, people did a double take. I remember many of the retailers at the International Premium Cigar Convention four or five years ago were almost shocked because they didn't expect that from Davidoff at the time. And Davidoff really over the last four or five years has changed directions by saying, we're going to do new things. We're going to come out with new cigars. The Nicaragua was the first. And then I remember the Escurio came out and that really turned a lot of heads as well. A beautiful Brazilian, uh, Ecuadorian Habano wrapper with Brazilian uh, fillers, just a magnificent cigar with a very rich, very unique taste. Yes, I can tell you definitely worth thinking outside the box with the Escurio. Escurio is a play on word. It's uh, oscuro, so like dark dark or night in Rio. So it was the whole concept of it was like a night in Rio. It was bringing the spicy and the sweet flavors of your Brazilian tobacco from the Bahia region, which is very prominent in Brazil. And you have Cubra in there as a binder and also inside the filler, which adds a lot of sweetness to the cigar. But you also have matafina, and matafina is savory, spicy, is, is salty, and in, in, good, in a good way, salty. And definitely it was completely different from anything that in the market was out there. And of course, we balanced it with some Dominican tobacco so that it wouldn't overpower you and it wouldn't kick you. But it, it, I can tell you that the first time I, I had the Escurio, my father, like as you know, just gives me an unbanded cigar. And this is right before I go to the United States market. And he tells me, try this. And I have it. And I'm like, what is this? What brand is this going to be? Like, I, I, I was not familiar with this kind of flavor, like how that it was expressing itself in there. And my father looked at me and kind of chuckled. And he's like, well, you're going to have to start liking it because that's going to be our newest cigar in the market. And <laughs> it took me a while to get a hang of it and really understand that cigar because it was so outside the box. But Escurio is a cigar that has performed very well in very interesting markets. For example, Italy. Italy, they're used to enjoying Toscanos and the the spiciness of the Matafina really remembered the people of Italy for of their Toscanos and it's been a big hit in very interesting markets because of its different fl flavor profile again going to a different region completely thinking outside the box and innovating ourselves with Brazilian tobacco well another cigar in that black label series is the Davidoff Yamasa which is named after the Dominican Yamasa wrapper. Let's talk about that. The Yamasa project is very close to my heart and is very close to my family and my father's heart. It's all uh, the idea of creating that Dominican wrapper. And Yamasa is a region outside of the traditional growing areas of the valley. And nobody had ever grown tobacco there. And we saw potential in this land specifically for its weather characteristics uh, to create wrapper. A great amount of rain, cloud coverage, and we've invested a lot in that farm. And nowadays, that farm is 100% shade grown with a lot of technology invested inside the, the curing barns as well. Drip irrigation, uh, irrigation by aspersion, and a big effort over many, many years, over 20 years to create this cigar. And it is very unique flavor profile. The Yamasa cigar uh, goes very great with bourbon because it has a lot of sweet, uh, spicy characteristics from that Yamasa region. But we also blended it with some Nicaraguan tobaccos, Estelí and Condega, to add that kick in the back 
and it would balance out that Yamasa tobacco. And it is, you could say, one of the fuller-bodied cigars that Davidoff has in its portfolio, but it's probably one of the most complex. It has seven types of tobacco inside that cigar. And when you're making, putting seven types of tobacco in a cigar, that's above average. And it produ produces a lot of complexity and it produces a lot of layers of flavors in your palate. And it's been very, very well received because of how complex and how full flavor it is. Well, I love the, the slogan for Yamasa, dream, dare, discover. Your father and your family dreamed it. They dared to create it. And when you taste it, you discover some very unique tastes uh, on the palate. It's very interesting because when people saw us go there, I mean, completely outside of the traditional growing regions of Dominican Republic, like there was not a single farmer there. We had to create the culture of tobacco in that town, in that area. And after people saw the success of the Yamasa region and Puro de Oro and then Yamasa, there's been other companies that have tried to go there. But the soil is so hard to tame. It's so complicated. There's so many years of experience that you need to really go in there and grow good tobacco that most people have gone there last one year tops two years and they leave because it's so complicated but we've been able to do something very unique and the town of Yamasa the the the, the whole area of Monte Plata which is the district of, of that area it has are eternally grateful to Davidoff and to my father for being able to instill this tobacco culture and bring this economy and bring employment to that area. The Davidoff Nicaragua, the Davidoff Escurio, and the Davidoff Yamasa, all three cigars in the Davidoff Black Label series. Camacho has one of the most unique portfolios of cigars. Their slogan is Live Loud. Cigars with loads of flavor, loads of taste, incredible complexity, and the brand-new Camacho Nicaragua fits in perfectly to the Camacho portfolio. Forged in fire, forged in volcanic soil, beautifully rolled, the new Camacho Nicaragua features full frontal flavor, subtle sweetness, spiciness, oaky flavors, three beautiful sizes, a Robusto, a Toro, and a Grand Churchill. Uses an Ecuadorian wrapper, Honduran binder, Three filler blend from Nicaragua, Honduras, and the Dominican Republic. What you get with Camacho Nicaragua is a spicy, earthy, robust tasting cigar. On a scale of one to ten, I would say this is a seven. It's medium plus, medium, medium plus, slightly full, but it is a beautiful cigar to add to your repertoire. The Camacho Nicaragua, available now on retailers or at DavidoffGeneva.com. Klaus, let's wrap it up by looking at the last pillar, really two more pillars. Primarily, there's the Winston Churchill pillar, and then you have some other little special projects, including the small batch that we'll get to. So let's talk about the Winston Churchill. I'll tell you, both are great cigars, the, the Winston Churchill as well as the Winston Churchill Late Hour. You can't go wrong, but I am a huge fan of the Late Hour. But let's start with the original Davidoff Winston Churchill, which again is a beautiful medium-bodied cigar, very pleasant, great any time of day or night. That was a very cool project. Back in 2008, we started with the grandson of Sir Winston Churchill, 
and his grandson is named Winston Churchill. And we started a project with their family. And Davidoff uh, ha- is the only company that can make a cigar for the Churchill family. And we decided to make a cigar uh, f- uh, for what the man would like and what the man, Sir Winston Churchill, represented. So bringing in cigars, uh, bringing in tobaccos from many different regions and, and that would, you could say, be similar to the different personalities and different uh, facets that Sir Winston Churchill has. So the Winston Churchill line is a cigar that has seven tobaccos inside. Again, very complex, but it has tobaccos from four different countries. It has, of course, Dominican Republic. It has some Nicaraguan, but it also has Mexico binder and then the wrappers from Ecuador. So you're, you're not not only not bringing seven types of tobacco, but you're also bringing in four different, complete different regions, countries that add very complex flavor. And sometimes we joke that it it has the the kick, the power of who Sir Winston Churchill was in politics during the wartime from Nicaragua. It has the cloud coverage of the UK in in Ecuador, and we joke about all these little facets. It has the balanced nature of Dominican tobaccos, and it represents the man himself very, very well. And nowadays, we work with the great-grandson of Sir Winston Churchill, uh, Randolph Churchill, who is also a great person and with a lot of great stories and a lot of anecdotes and very, very well-educated. And I love working with the family. We love working with the family. They're great people. And the... The Winston Churchill Original Collection, which is the one with the white band, the one that's a little milder, is a cigar that is made 100% with seco tobaccos from the bottom of the plant. So even though it is on the milder, smoother side, because it has so many tobaccos in so many regions, it is very complex. So it is a smooth cigar that provides a lot of flavor. It's providing... uh, flavor through variety of tobaccos, not through intensity. Because some people think that for a cigar to be flavorful, the cigar has to be strong. And in this case, we break that stereotype and we provide you a cigar that is very pleasant, but produces a lot of flavor. Well, not only is the cigar great, but so is the packaging. And I love, first of all, when you think of cigars, you think of Sir Winston Churchill, one of the great um, uh, leaders in world history. But when you look at when you think of Winston Churchill, he always had a cigar in his mouth. He always had he just had this profile, a silhouette that is unforgettable, unmistakable. And you've got a side silhouette, a side profile of him with his with his hat, with the cigar. And just looking at it, even if you didn't have the name Winston Churchill on there, you know, it's Churchill. And I like the slogan as well. Winston Churchill, cigars of character. Certainly, Churchill was a man of character. And the first Winston Churchill, the original that you came out with, absolutely fantastic. And then you followed that up with the Davidoff Winston Churchill, the late hour. More full flavored, but incredibly balanced, incredibly smooth. Yes, the late hour uh, was trying to think who Sir Winston Churchill was and imagine Sir Winston Churchill during those very hard times where he had to really go into those late hours of the night to think of strategies, how he was going to be addressing the public in the next couple of days, take very important decisions. And how everybody knows that Sir Winston Churchill was never without his cigar and he was never without his whiskey. I mean, that was first thing in the morning, it was cigars. And then he would go into the night enjoying cigars and whiskeys. And we decided to make this blend a little bit more powerful because when bolder flavors are introduced later out later in the night. But the other thing that is very interesting is that not only did we make the blend a little bit more intense 
using the same tobaccos, not just Seco this time, but we added Visus tobacco in there. But we also aged one of the tobaccos in the blend, which is the Condega from Nicaragua, in a whiskey barrel. And this tobacco lasts up to six months in these whiskey barrels, and they absorb the aromas and the flavors of that barrel and of what, the, of what was in there, which was the whiskey. So the tobacco gains sweetness, gains spiciness, and it goes up in intensity. And you can definitely smell, taste the remnants of that, of that whiskey and that barrel, that woodiness in the cigar. A very, very complex cigar, and it is a very interesting project because of the barrel side of it. And it has been probably one of the biggest hits in, in the world, very well accepted in Europe, in the United States, and even in Asia. And again, tied, tied to that personality who was, Sir Winston Churchill was, people have really, really loved the cigar. And I think it's one of those cigars that changed Davidoff and that will stay for a very long time. And who would associate Winston Churchill with whiskey? I mean, who would have thought? The great thing about Winston Churchill is the man loved his whiskey. He loved his cigars. He was unapologetic. And and one a real quick story here, Klaus, that I think you'll find amusing, but a little bit disconcerting as well. About three, four years ago, there was a historical exhibition in London about Winston Churchill. And there's a very famous picture of Winston Churchill with the V for victory sign, uh, that he's making the, the victory sign with his hand right after World War II or the, upon the, conclude, the, the winning of World War II, and he's got a big double corona hanging out of the side of his mouth. And that's a very famous picture. Well, for the uh, historical exhibition, they had that picture, but there was one thing that was photoshopped out, and that was his cigar. And there was a huge backlash because people, historians, even people that didn't smoke cigars said, wait a minute, you are altering history. You're photoshopping history. That is unacceptable. Winston Churchill, one of the great leaders of all time, known for his cigars, known for his whiskey, you're trying to change history. And they had such a backlash. The sign stayed, but they ended up coming out apologizing, saying that it was unintentional. Well, we all know they were full of bull. It was <laughs> intentional because they didn't want to have that cigar, that politically incorrect cigar on display, which was nonsense. The man uh, was critical, crucial in leading uh, Great Britain through World War II along with the uh, Allied forces, the United States and Canada. And for the current uh, people that were were putting on that historical exhibition to Photoshop that cigar out, just really unacceptable. But Winston, it, it is a travesty. Winston Churchill lives on in the Davidoff Winston Churchill, both the original Winston Churchill and the Winston Churchill late hour with Davidoff, both marvelous cigars. Now, Klaus, let's just wrap it up with some of the other unique cigars that you have. Uh, one of them is the Small Batch Series. That's kind of another pillar. You've got the Chef's Blends and the Small Batch. Let's briefly touch on those. The Small Batch Project is very interesting. It's just as the name entails, basically, is these smaller releases of very excellent cigars that we have. You can imagine that a company as big as ours who is always trying to innovate and is always trying to create new things, we, we make a lot of blends. And 
it, the average is about 500 blends every single year that we create in the factory. And of course, these blends have to go through a strict uh, process of being approved. And normally out of these 500 blends, some are amazing, some are okay, some have been really bad. But when you are making 500 blends, you know, you, you're testing, you're researching. And normally about 10 of these blends actually really make it into the market out of every 500 that we're making. We have the possibility of making, uh, with our current inventory and the variety of tobaccos we have, I made the math some years ago. We have the possibility of making over 6 million different types of blends with different proportions, different regions, different types of tobaccos. So one good thing, one good thing to know is that we will never run out of possible blends to offer to the market. But we had all these amazing blends that we just felt like they were not being given the right, you know, I mean, they were rejected. And we're like, wow, this blend could have been a really good hit. But right now we can't really push it out because it would just be flooding the market. So we came up with this really nice idea that is called the small batch project where we produce limited number of these amazing blends that we have had over the many years. And we have picked just a couple of them and we release them little by little. And again, with the whole idea of being small batch, being limited and being very special blends, they they have been very, very well received. And it's, it's almost created like this cult following where people are looking for the next small batch release. They're looking for the next vault release. That, and they're looking for these little things, these collector items, you know, that they will be able to, you know, almost boast about keeping their humidors for many, many years. And it, it is just fantastic to see how people have created this cult around it. And sometimes I say the best thing to do is create a portfolio that lasts for many, many years and that creates uh, loyalty with the consumer and they can have it over time. But this limited edition game, if you will, is a very interesting part of the market that we cannot uh, avoid or we cannot ignore. And there's a lot of collectors out there that are always looking for something very special. So if you ever see a small batch, it is something special and definitely try it. Now, when they're gone, are they gone or are those cigars that are going to stay in continual release? That, that I can't tell you because normally when they're gone, they're gone. But maybe in a couple of years, there was a specific small batch that performed very well or the people are asking for it. So some of these cigars might make returns. But normally the, the concept of small batch is that they, when they're gone, they're gone. And then I know that you do have, for example, the Master Selection by Eladio Diaz, who's one of the great blenders. You have the Chef Series. So there's all sorts of other series that you have uh, interspersed and sprinkled in, in addition to the Davidoff core lines. Yes. The Eladio Diaz project was exactly with the same concept as Small Batch. It was Eladio Diaz is known for creating cigars for his birthdays. So every single year, he makes a cigar for his birthday. And if, the only way to enjoy one of the cigars was coming to the factory and him offering you one very rare occasions and again like almost like a little cult following behind his birthday cigars and we decided to uh, create the master selection for his birthday cigars and make his birthday cigars available to uh, the consumers uh, again very small in production but it's just um, giving tribute to all the efforts that he's done for the company as master blender alongside with my father and then the chef's edition it's probably one of the funnest projects that I've been involved with. It's we, we released it in 2016. We released it also the second version in 2018. And we work with chefs around the world that are Michelin star chefs, three star chefs, two stars, one stars. And these chefs have to be cigar aficionados. So they have to love cigars. 
and they, they jump on board with the idea and they actually come to the factory and then they help, they decide amongst themselves what cigar is going to be released uh, that represents them as best as they can. And imagine five very world-renowned chefs uh, with every chef with different pr uh, profiles of taste and different experiences. It's very hard to get five amazing chefs to agree. Uh, last, the last one we did was 2018. It included the famous chef Thomas Keller from French Laundry in California. It included uh, many very good ones. But one of my favorite uh, people was Alvin Lung from Hong Kong. I've been to his restaurant in Hong Kong. And much bolder uh, cigar aficionados. So you can see that the 2018 version was a bolder uh, experience than the 2016 because the chefs decided amongst themselves that they wanted a much more flavorful, bolder experience. And it's very fun to work with them. Well, Klaus, I appreciate you giving us the overview of the entire Davidoff, uh, Davidoff lineup. Certainly something for everyone, no question about it. And when I am back in the Cigar City of Tampa and you are back in town as well, I think we should share a Davidoff Double R uh, cigar together at the Let's Davidoff celebrate. Store and Lounge. You got it. We'll celebrate three fantastic episodes uh, speaking with you. So, Klaus, stay well. We will see you and talk to you soon. That is Klaus Kellner, who is the Senior Brand Ambassador for Davidoff of Geneva. And if you are in uh, have the opportunity, once there are events happening, live events, I'm sure you'll see Klaus and many of the Davidoff appointed merchants or be on the lookout because they're, and we'll tell you about them as well, they have many virtual events that will continue to take place over the upcoming months. You'll definitely want to take part in that. Very quickly, do not forget, if you are interested in expanding your cigar palette, be sure to join the Cigar Dave Officers Club. Every month we send you three fantastic latest and greatest cigars that you can enhance your cigar palette with you can sometimes we have mild sometimes medium sometimes full just varied cigars and in fact we have featured the davidoff cigars in many of our officers club selections over the last 15 plus years so if you're interested in joining go to cigardave.com click on officers club 22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars and i guarantee you will enjoy fabulous cigars to enhance your cigar experience and don't forget make sure you go ahead and subscribe to the cigar day podcast and also do a search for our brother podcast bold alpha do a search for bold alpha in your favorite podcast app or aggregator and you'll want to uh, be sure to join us for all things related to the alpha male lifestyle cigar dave the general saying mayor humidor always be full mayor cutter always be sharp mayor ash be extra extra long semper delictatio always pleasure go pick up a davidoff guarantee you will enjoy the experience 